So on Christmas morning, that's when I took the pregnancy test because I just had a feeling. My husband and I had already opened presents from each other. And as we were doing it, I like popped open a bottle of champagne and I threw back probably like two and a half glasses, intuitively knowing that I was with child, but still just like (laughs) hanging on. There was no proof yet. I'm like, well, I haven't taken it. And so I went upstairs and I peed on the stick and like I put it away real quick and like I went back downstairs And like I had another glass of champagne (laughs) and then like five minutes later, like I waited, I I, I waited longer than like your, the the test was ready. And so I went upstairs and I was like, well, there it is. There's, there's, I was right. I knew it. And I was like, I'm kind of tipsy, but it's okay. (laughs) And I came running down the stairs. Like I'd wrapped it up really quick in a bag with tissue. And I was like, this just sent from the North Pole. (laughs) We are wives. Entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. This episode of Hi, My Name is Mom is called Ask a Mom. So Hayden is a dear friend of mine from years back. She is pregnant with a precious little baby boy that's going to be here in six weeks. Mm, Yeah, it's just a skosh under six. (laughs) And she's been Marco Poloing me with questions throughout her pregnancy because I told her, like, ask me absolutely anything. And so she has been. And then at some point, we just decided it would be really fun to just bring her on the podcast and ask all of us moms anything that she could possibly want to ask us. And not only that, but we posed questions to our listeners. So we have a list of those as well. We have no idea what Hayden is going to ask us. We are not doctors. We are not um, experts. I mean, we might think we are. We're no just moms. No professional moms. advice. But no we are open books. So combine that with all of the Exactly. <laughs> We're answering this as moms who have just had the experiences that we've had. If you listen to this, and you think that what you're hearing would be valuable for a mom friend or a pregnant friend or a parent friend or somebody that you know wants to have kids one day, tag them with this episode and tag us and we're gonna reshare it so that we can make sure we reach the mamas out there who might need some of these questions answered or just want the camaraderie of like some chill mom friends, which we hope is what we are. You can tag us at Hi, My Name is Mom Official on Instagram. Hi, My Name is Mom Official on Facebook or just, you know, whatever. Just Google Hi, My Name is Mom and I'm pretty sure you'll find us. Should we dive into the questions, you guys? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do it. So, Corey and I have touched on this a little bit. Um, I'm just wondering, did any or all of you struggle with body image when your body started to change. And like, I've had so many women that are mothers say to me, um, Oh, don't you just feel so beautiful? I never felt more beautiful and radiant than when I was pregnant. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't. And like, I feel bad for not feeling that way, but I don't. So for me, not having any control over what my body was doing or looking like, 
I constantly felt like I looked like an orangutan, like just like, and like, I'm like, where is this glowing that everyone is talking about? Right, the glow. I'm like, where, where's this glow? I was waking up with like red blotches on my face. My like skin was purple. I, I, I didn't feel sexy. Kayla, I know I'm speaking for Corey when I say that to us, you were glowing. So I think it's this like, this extra, like how you're feeling inside may not be like what you see. I never, throughout all four of my pregnancies, I gained minimal weight. I was happy with my body, but I never not one time felt sexy. I didn't think that being pregnant was a sexy, sensual state. I thought it was a beautiful state, but I didn't feel sexy. And I feel like that really um, affected my mental state. And I wish, I wish I had been more vocal about that in in like throughout the process, because I truly think it would have just taken my husband or someone close to me just saying, stop, you know, like stop for a minute and like, like look at yourself, like really look at yourself. Um, because I think there's all these different connotations of like the word sexy and beautiful that we all get lost in. Do you, does that make sense? I felt, uh, and the weird thing is I don't necessarily think for all of us that our husbands realized we needed the reassurance we did about our bodies. Yeah. I mean, Kayla's husband said that when they did their dad takeover is that, oh, like I probably didn't do a great job of ta- telling Kayla how beautiful I thought she was because to them, they're like, of course your body's changing. You're growing a human. It's that like a superpower. was the first time I heard him say that. See, I love mean, how John actually said, I'll do better next time. I was like, whoa, that's cool. That means like yeah. he's taken in and internalized what you've said. And like the next baby, you know, God willing, he's going to take that into consideration and in the way he re- reacts with you, which I thought was awesome. You know, there's like this really cute in-between period. You feel gross first trimester. Then there's this like period of time in the second trimester where your bump pops. And that's when you're kind of like, oh, I'm cute. <laughs> and then you get into the third trimester and you're like, I can't see my toes. And all of that, of course, is normal. But then once you have the baby, there's another transitional period. So it's just, it's, it's a bunch of different transitions. Your body has stretched out so much. And so then you have this time that has to pass so that your skin kind of, you know, your uterus has to shrink back. Your skin has to shrink back. Bones and it will. Your bones, your hips widen. You can lose the baby weight or not. And your body can still be weird for a bit. You have to give it time. Here's one piece of encouraging news is that you will go home and because of a lot of the fluid that you use lose the baby the placenta you'll be like 15 pounds less immediately yeah and then you'll pee out a ton you will pee and sweat like you have never peed and sweated the for a good couple weeks awful you will oh, soak your sweating shit sounds amazing <laughs> i remember telling Corey, i was like nobody told me i was gonna get like what like wh- what's happening to my thighs and my butt like what is this like i didn't know this was gonna happen like and I'm like trying to, do, I'm like looking up workout routines of like trying to do like saddlebag workout. I'm like, nothing's going away. Or he's like, it's not going to, it's there for a reason. Eat the donut, like just enjoy. enjoy it. We're all hard on ourselves all the time. I don't think you should be super hard on yourself during pregnancy. I don't think you should be like, I'm not putting anything in my body that's not an organic vegetable or whatever. I think you like, I think it's like about balance. We all have these expectations that we're just never meeting and it's never good enough. So why not during this time, just have that balance of going, you know, I wouldn't normally go like get ice cream right now, but it sounds so good. And why not? 
Like, let's make this a celebratory time. And then look forward to all the really gross sweating. You're going to smell bad. Like or at least I did. Armpits. Oh, I just like, like, I was like, I've never smelled like this in my life, but it's literally your body just sort of shifting, <laughs> purging all this extra stuff and that will happen. And then you'll feel so uh, during that time. And then you'll look back and be like, oh, that was like a blip in the mm-hmm. scheme of things. That time. And you'll, I guarantee you'll look, look back and be like, oh, I was way too hard on myself during that time. Sure. I'm going through it right now, and I'm really hard on myself right now. You look amazing, and I do believe she it does. was like, mm, mm, like maybe like one of the very first photos that you posted of your family after you had Loxley, and I and I sent you a message immediately on Insta, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like do you have like a girdle on? Like you look <laughs> um, like what? Like what? I mean, but that just goes to show that we're all harder on ourselves. Like yeah. Jen was saying. You know, we were like, oh, my gosh, Kayla's like this gorgeous pregnant person. And I think the same thing about you. I mean, you are just stunning. Um, and and so but it's hard. It's hard to see that sometimes when you don't feel that way. Sure. OK, another question. What was something you were most concerned about that turned out not to be worrisome at all? I was really worried that um, my doctor that I absolutely loved throughout my whole pregnancy wasn't going to be the one that delivered me. Mm -hmm. And because I was in labor for 37 hours, I actually had three different doctors in and out and I had no idea which one was going to deliver. And when it came down to it, it didn't even matter. It wasn't even a blip on the radar. That's great advice. That's something I wish I never would have had anxiety about because it didn't matter. She was here. All those doctors, every doctor that walks in the room is knowledgeable and has the experience that's needed to get your baby there safely. So Mm -hmm. even if you don't have a pre-existing relationship with them, they are going to give you the same result as the doctor that got you through your entire pregnancy. And I just think it, I look at it as a blessing that I had an enjoyable doctor to work with throughout my pregnancy to keep me relaxed throughout that whole, um, the whole gestating period. And then it didn't even matter when she was there. And when you're in labor, you don't even know who's in the room. You don't even remember names. <laughs> One of the things for me, um, I was terrified to get the epidural. Um, I had an epidural with my first C-section, and then I had a spinal with the second. So I don't know if you're planning on an epidural, but I know a lot of people, how, however they're going to labor. It doesn't surprise me. You want to go natural, don't you? Yes. But for anybody listening that's terrified of getting something stuck in their spine, it really wasn't that bad. If I'm being completely honest, I have um, I have like very prominent veins, but apparently I have something called like valves where it's hard to get an IV in my arm. And the IV was worse than the epidural or the spinal. So yes. that's something I would say don't worry. Um, don't worry too much about that. The, the doctors are really good at helping you breathe through it and all the anticipation and then it's done. Um, because Glenda has chimed in, I'm going to jump to this question. Um, oh my God. She's so cute. Happy on. Are you the only one with pets with the baby? Corey, you don't have, I don't have any pets. Jen, do you? Yeah, we have. When, well, when my last was born, we had a dog, two cats and a tortoise and a ton of fish. Oh my God. Okay. So I, I'm just, I'm so curious on, because I love my dog so much, Leroy Jenkins. So (laughs) 
I'm just curious, like how your animals have done with your babies. Not only will your animals interact with your babies in various ways, some very nicely and some not so nicely, your whole mentality about your pets, which are your whole life up until the moment you birth a baby will shift. And I kept telling Kayla, and I know she didn't believe us at first, but she's like, it totally changes. I was worried personally about bringing the babies home. I read a lot when my first, when we brought our first home, because we had three Boston Terriers and everybody says it's really important to pull the dogs out of your house and let them meet the baby on like neutral territory, like outside the house and walk in together. And the other thing that they said was send a, a, a urine diaper home with dad one day and let the, let the dog sniff the diaper so that they start oh, to get that's smart. Out. So those were two really good things, you know, in terms of, of introducing the baby. But the thing that would, for me with our last, um, having cats this time, it's very scary to me, honestly, to have cats and a newborn because cats, you know, as protective as they might seem, they're known to like jump in cribs, jump in, you know, swings, jump in a snoo, and they will smother your child. Like it's a fact. So you, you cannot allow a cat and a newborn in the same room, period. I don't know if you have cats, but I just, no, I just a dog. yeah, I always feel compelled to put that out there because cats to me need to be like kept super away from not the dogs. I never thought of that really. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any pets, but geez, yeah. but that makes sense. I, Cause I feel like in cats probably just want to snuggle. So, yeah, you know, they jump up and they can jump high, right? And they can curl okay. up somewhere and they don't make a lot of noise. So, you know. Well, I have two cats and three dogs. And for 11 years, animals were my children. And you couldn't have told me differently. You couldn't have. Like anybody that knows me knows my animals were my life. I didn't know I had dogs until I brought Loxley home. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up the truth. Glinda is probably the closest to a human child uh, that you could probably get for me next to Loxley. Um, in fact, she was just barking and growling at me because she wasn't sitting on my lap. So when I first brought Loxley home, we did the whole, um, we took one of Jonathan's shirts and laid it underneath the bassinet in the hospital and let Loxley like sleep on it. And then had, then we brought it home and had the dogs, like we just put it on the floor and had the dogs smell it and kind of get used to it. Glenda slept on it a couple nights. Um, but the, the big dogs, I have two Australian shepherds, a Papillon and, and two cats. Um, and cats are jerks. I agree with everything Jen said there. You don't need to say anything more. Cats ah! are jerks. I'm cats. invested in these cats. I've had them like for 10 cats. years. Okay. I'm invested. Um, but with the big dogs, they were great. I didn't have any worries. Uh, one of my dogs is super protective over Loxley and she thinks Loxley is her baby. And so we have to set up some safety uh, boundaries to make sure that she doesn't get too protective over her. Um, but Glinda, I will say having a little dog is probably uh, the hardest adjustment that we've had because with little dogs, they have their lap dogs. They have that natural bond already with you that they are a little bit more of a companion than a bigger dog that sleeps on a bed on the floor and you play fetch with. And they have more of that, hey, I want to be your best friend. But a little dog is like your companion. They're needy. They're right on you. Like, and I don't know how your dog is, but um, I will say that I had to kind of do some retraining with Glenda and we're still working on it. Um, it's created a lot of insecurities with her. And so I've had to build up my dog's confidence 
in other ways um, because um, Loxley comes first and we co-sleep. And so Glenda used to sleep in the bed with us and I don't let her sleep in the bed with us anymore just because I don't want her. I brought home this five pound baby. I didn't want her stepping on her. Um, and I think it'll probably stay that way. I don't think we'll ever have dogs back in the bed um, just for safety of kids coming in and out, maybe when they're a little older. But um, the dynamic changes and you kind of have to retrain some of those boundaries. And then you get into a study routine, which I think we're finally starting to get into, but it is an adjustment. This next question is for all of you. And if you need to delete it, because none of you, because I feel like what I've listened to, I don't feel like any, you all have used one, but um, I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on a night nurse? Because that is something that I've been looking into. I'm having, I'm going to have like a village. I'm having this, this magical postpartum doula um, that's going to come like two to three times a week for two to three hours for 40 days. Um, and I'm curious about a night nurse, but I do plan on breastfeeding. Like that's what I want to do. We have a snoo. We have the nursery right next door. I don't know if I'm going overboard. I don't sleep already as it is. I haven't slept since December. Um, so I'm just, Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, I mean, I can't speak to a night nurse, but what I can speak to is for me with all of my kids postpartum, the absolute most special critical bonding time for me was middle of the night, even though you're exhausted and it's like, you know, it's like, it was somehow looking back, it was the most special time. But that's not to say that it's not awesome to have like, you know, a grandparent or someone there that can like take the baby like for one little stretch so you can get a longer, you know, bit of sleep. But it was really, uh, my husband and I both really looking back, enjoyed having that time at night to like bond because it doesn't last forever. It's, it's a very short lived time that you're waking up in the middle of the night and even shorter that you're having to wake your baby up, you know, because very quickly they'll start sleeping longer and longer stretches and I think the, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's by the time they gain their birth weight back, because they'll leave the hospital and they'll lose a little bit of weight. So by the time they gain it back, it can usually sleep as long as they're going to sleep without you waking them to eat. So if you have like a healthy weight baby and they don't have any issues in very short order, that'll go by the wayside anyway. So I think it's a really personal decision, just like so many things. Um, there's always going to be tons of opinions. And I have friends who swear by night nurses who are like, how could you live without a night nurse? But for me, it was important to me that my baby knew that it was me or my husband who were going to take care of their needs, that we were the ones who were going to be there for them in those moments. And that was something that I was willing to give up any amount of sleep for. Yeah. And I think it's particularly when it's your first and you're not also having to make sure that you're giving the appropriate amount of attention to another child. If you're planning on nursing, you're not really going to want to pump in the very beginning anyway. So the fact of the matter is even partner, even husbands who really want to be involved can only do so much in those early days because the baby needs to be on your boob. But no matter what, you're going to be up and you're probably knowing you, you're probably going to want to be up. 
you're already used to operating on limited sleep anyway. Like I've always been kind of like that. I don't need a ton of sleep. So for me, it was different, but I know a lot of women, like they can't operate, like their bodies don't produce milk if they don't get enough sleep. They're just cranky and tired. And so as Corey said, it's like, it's, it's a super personal decision, but if you're really already the type that can thrive on like little sleep, you'll do great anyway. So you, whatever decision you make, it wouldn't, And my understanding is that even if you're nursing, then the way it would work is you would get up and, but, but you would have someone basically getting the baby up, handing the baby to you. You could nurse and then they would handle putting the baby back down. I've always been a big believer in, and I, I got this advice from moms who passed it down to me. There's like, some people will tell you that every time you nurse, you then need to change the baby and do the whole thing. And I believe you can skip that unless it's a dirty diet, like unless they've really pooped, like you disturb them as little as possible. And for the most part, you're literally getting them up, nursing them. And it's this kind of really nice quiet time. And then all you really have to do is lay them back down in those early days. And unless they have um, a deeper issue and are suffering from colic or something that's irritating them, um, it's, it's a pretty simple process. I mean, it beca- the, the putting them down to sleep becomes much harder when they're a little older. I will say I had a trick for myself, you know, that I had a show that I would binge and I would only let myself watch it when it was middle of the night. So when I woke up and I was like, oh, reward system, I would watch 30 minutes of, you know, my series. And so it would, it helped me because I was kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm seeing my baby, but I'm also getting to watch a little TV that, you know, I'm dying to watch. And I didn't let myself see it at all during the day. So there was kind of this like carrot dangling there. That <laughs> That's I love brilliant. that. And that is so brilliant. And I am just have to say, I am so glad that I asked that question because I had it written down and I was like, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure none of them have used one. That might be a dumb question to ask. But like the second I asked it and you all started responding, like my intuition, which has been so incredibly strong, throughout my pregnancy, um, immediately she like kicked in and she was like, no, Hayden, you don't No, don't do this. You don't, you don't need it. It's going to be a waste of money and you are breastfeeding. Hopefully that's the plan. Um, and like, absolutely with that sweet bonding time. And I already don't sleep well. And I love that little carrot dangle of a show to like, <laughs> yeah, great. I highly recommend instant hotel on Netflix. <laughs> I have not, I have not seen that. Um, but yeah, like I completely just by asking the, like I got my answer, like in my spirit, it was like, no, you don't, you don't need to contact her at 35 weeks, darling, because you don't, you're not going to benefit from it. Is your best thing that you can go by? with anything that you have with this, because I, I ask Corey and Jen questions all the time, being a new mom and not knowing things. And my intuition will already be telling me something and they might give me answers that are a little bit different, but all of a sudden, all like whatever they say, whether it's what I was originally thinking or not, it makes my intuition go, Nope, this is what you need to do. Or yes, this is what you need to do. But I will say that I didn't have a doula or a night nurse, but my sister is probably the closest thing to that. She's got four kids. She came down and stayed with me the first week. And the first night that we brought Loxley home from the hospital, we didn't have any sleep for like three days. And she heard Loxley crying. I was having some latch issues the first week with nursing um, that are worked out now, but she came in my bedroom, grabbed Loxley from me because she was already fed 
and sat in the rocker that I'm sitting in and sat with her for four hours. And she looked at me and she goes, get some sleep. I have your baby. And it wasn't a night nurse or anything, but it uh, it was my sister. But I will say she stayed for that week and she did that for two or three nights, like after Loxley was sleeping, just so that first week I could get a little bit of rest just because I had a long delivery. That was invaluable to me to be able to get some rest and have someone sitting in my room with me, rocking my baby, loving on her and letting me just, and Jonathan just sleep. So I feel like that might be the closest thing to if you were originally thinking of wanting someone there. I think if you have a mom there or a parent there. My mom and my sister literally live less than two miles from me. If you are exhausted and feel like you need help, take it, trust that intuition because I'm really glad that I did. I think you'll probably skate through the first couple weeks and then the fatigue will hit you. Mm -hmm. And then that's when, you know, it's not necessarily an employee, a full-time employee, you know, an every night person. It's like, hey, I I didn't sleep last night. And you have your sister, your mom, yeah, you know, and and then they're getting that bonding time with them, with someone who's going to be in their life forever. I think there's something about the scent of family. Oh my God, my mom smells. My, my mom smells. My mom smells. <laughs> my mom says it all the time. Like when my niece was a baby who she, and my niece just turned 15 and my niece, like she would like love to cuddle with me. She's probably literally, you guys, I'm not even kidding. One of the only babies I've ever held. I have changed less than five diapers in my life. But my mom would be like, she can smell your blood. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is for all of you. As mothers, what have you learned that you were capable of that you didn't realize before? I'll skip. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> brand new, darling. I, I, can, I can answer that. So when I fell in love with Ty, I didn't understand that I could love someone that way because I'm such a family person and I'm so obsessed and love my family so much. So then I couldn't understand how I could love this new person in my life in a way that he came above everyone. And then we had Radley. And that was other level. Like I could definitely like cry right now because I'm already crying. (laughs) And it is, it is on such a, such another level. And it's so immediate that you would just do anything for this new little soul. And I worried that I wouldn't feel the same way with Bash because I just remember being super pregnant with Sebastian and cuddling up in Radley's bed and just thinking like, how can I ever love anything as much as I love you? And then you do. And then I have like this new capacity to love that I had no idea was inside of me for my husband and for both of my babies. And I just had no idea that I was willing to be as selfless as I am with them. And it's like, it was like a revelation, really. Um, So that is mine. I didn't expect to fall so much more in love with my husband. Oh, with her. Like, I love her so much. Don't get me wrong. I would throw in front of a bus if it meant to keep her safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, I, just the little things that used to drive me nuts about him. It's just like, I feel so much softer towards him. Like, that's okay. You gave me this perfect child. Like, I love you. Or the insane attraction I have from him 
or like for him uh, since I've oh, When you see the man you love hold your baby and, and love on that baby, it yeah. is unreal. The amount of love is overwhelming. It's amazing. I'm going to explode, you guys. I just, I just, I know I'm going to explode. Um, I don't know how I can top that or I would try it. I kind of feel the same way as Corey. I didn't expect that I could love another child the same way. Um, but I knew coming from a big family that I could, but it's like, I didn't realize how it would be possible. Okay. I think my last question, just because I feel like I'm not really feeling this and I've been told that it would happen. I'm not, I haven't gotten the whole nesting thing yet. I know Corey said I was going to be scrubbing baseboards with the You probably still will. But <laughs> I would give it a week. Okay. Okay. Oh, it could I just be because you have a really, like you, you just moved into your house not too long ago yeah. and you spent so much time getting it ready already. And then you, you've had that kind of, particularly with the first kid, you have time to get everything ready. And then for me, all of a sudden, like Bash was about to be here in three weeks. And I was like, well, we, this room is supposed to be a nursery. It's an office right now. But I remember that. I remember coming over to like, oh. Or oh, you yeah. were recording me, oh, and I yeah. was like, the desk is still in here? <laughs> yeah, you know, just going to put the baby there. It's fine. It's fine. Honestly, that's a good point. That's one of the things that I really wish somebody would have told me was I was I put so much stress on myself to finish the nursery before I had the baby. And for my last three, they didn't get done until after the baby was here. Because they don't like, even use the nursery until they use like, it for a long time. And you know, especially if you room in and like, you know, whatever, I, you won't use it for months and months. So I wish I had not put that kind of stress on myself. And especially with later pregnancies, just allowed myself to like enjoy my children, you know, as I'm preparing to add like another member to the family. Like I really wish I'd put less stress on myself. Now I'm really curious to see if the nesting is going to kick in. Me too. So you have to keep us posted on that. If you're you're gonna you're gonna Marco Polo me with a toothbrush. It's happening, it's happening. (laughs) I made Jonathan get an extension ladder and dust all of our ceiling fixtures uh two weeks before she was here. Like it I was nesting. I feel like I'm always nesting. That's just kind of me. I'm always doing stuff. But I will say two as soon as we got an induction date, I was scrubbing my floors like Everything was dusted. I was vacuuming. Well, because we have so many, we have a zoo. Um, I was vacuuming nonstop. I was like, we're shaving the dogs. Like it was, it was hardcore. So, but that happened two weeks before she came. Okay. I bet you just haven't gotten there yet. Do you guys want to do just like a speed round of some of these listener questions, Jen? Do you want to just shoot sure. them out? And then, yeah. and Hayden, if you have an answer for any of these things, please pipe in because um, you might have, you might have good answers for some of these listeners since you're pretty far along in a pregnancy. Here's one. Have you ever tasted your own breast milk? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. By accident, but yes. Yeah. I had purpose. Kayla, was yours an accident or on purpose? Oh, no. I literally drank it. <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of immune building qualities. I threatened my husband to like, you know, get it. Oh, I, I know Kayla threatened to put it in John's coffee if he wasn't a good yeah. guy. He's also squirted him in the face with it directly from her boob. Yeah. And I leave my haka out too long and I don't like, and I don't want to give the milk to her. I just give it to my dogs. Do you know about hakas? I was like, what's a haka? Oh, okay. So this is one of those like awesome new mom things that I didn't know about until Bash. So it's basically a silicone 
breast pump, but it's not plugged in at all. It's just a suction. And it's so when passive, you're nursing, it's like passive expression. So the cool thing is if you're nursing on one side in those early days, a lot of times your your body's still trying to figure out exactly how much milk the baby needs. So you have extra. So you can um and you'll get engorged really easily. So you can have the baby on one side and just smack that haka on the other side and have two or three ounces of breast milk just passively coming out, stick it in the fridge and save it for later. It's amazing. Haka. Haka on. Yeah. Oh, I feel like my right breast started leaking. Like yesterday, I was like, Normal. what is that on my nipple? Yeah. You can Normal. see that haka on now, man. <laughs> it's like the biggest gold standard in mommyhood. It Breast milk fixes everything from earaches. Pink eye. Plugged eye mucus to, I mean, all like all kinds of weird stuff. So you, you can, can put it on cuts, scratches. It's amazing. It's magic. Okay. What's next, Jen? Okay. The next one. What's the grossest thing that's ever been in your purse? <laughs> something a kid ate and like spit out not a mucus plug sorry <laughs> <laughs> mine's vomit but it was my own oh, vomit. oh. Was my own vomit. i was on the acela coming back from new york going into dc and i got hit with this wave of pregnancy nausea that i thought i was way beyond and i happened to have a one of the kids like muslim blankets in the bottom of it and i kind of vomited into the blanket oh no Oh, I do think I probably had a blowout, uh, like a like clothing that it had a blowout, like wrapped up and stuffed into my purse. Because I was like, it's too cute of an outfit. I have nowhere to put it. Hate this. Mine was a dog turd that was in a plastic baggie that I was taking to the vet. At least it was in a plastic bag. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think I've had that, but it was like in a um, it was like in a an empty prescription pill bottle. To yeah, do you that. know, you want a stool but, sample. Okay, what's next, Jen? Uh, Wait, I just saw one that is cracking me up. Okay, which one? Hair around the nipples. Fact or myth? <laughs> I got a whisker when I got pregnant, and it's still there. I just call it a whisker. It's not hair. You I just oh, like, pluck it. Yeah, I just plucked it, it, and then eventually it went away. Oh, I think that happened to me when I was pregnant one time, too. Like, the weird hormones. Mm-hmm. But I think I told myself it wasn't attached. Like, you know, I was like, that, well, that wasn't attached. <laughs> Oh, I plucked mine. It was attached. Tell me. Okay, here's another one. Can I wear tampons after I deliver? No. Oh, no. No. You Who would want to? It, it could breed infection. That's why yeah. you don't do it. You don't it. Want um, anything up there. No. Yeah, that's a no-no. It does, it does suck because you just feel like, you know, on top of sweating and all that stuff, you're just bleeding into your pants all the time. But pads are the way to go. Hey, if they had had real, like, adult diapers when I was going through the, like, 40 days and 40 nights of the great flood with each of my kids, I probably would have worn Depends instead of the, like, huge – they give you these pads, Hayden, that are literally, like, 12 inches by 6 inches. And, like, they 4 inches thick. entire front to back – crack to front like all the way they're and all- also mesh panties which gave um which Maybe. gave jen like like horrible hives all over my ass it oh, was God. awful and and every time i had a baby i would go into the hospital and say hey guys just a heads up to like my nurses i'm gonna break out in hives on my butt i'm just telling you now so if you could have some like cream ready that would be great they all thought i was crazy so about day two, I would like show them and it was this like beehive web of hives from these latex, I don't know, threads in this like mesh panties that they put on you. Yeah, it, it's not a bad idea to actually just go on Amazon and get some 
really soft cotton panties that you don't mind getting rid of, that you don't mind getting kind of bloody and gross in a size or two bigger than you would normally wear. I delivered vaginally and you're, you're wanting to deliver vaginally, correct? Yes. Yeah. I will say you have, there, there's, there's so much stuff that comes out from delivering vaginally and you rip like, so you're, you're sore. Um, so you don't want to put anything in there. Well, here's a question sort of on that same topic. Does an enema help you keep from shitting the table? Nope. I juiced. I was completely cleaned out and I pooped the entire time. All I did was I, I saw them keep changing the pad, changing the pad. And I looked at them. I was like, Oh, I'm shitting. Ain't I? I literally said that during delivery. Oh my God. That's amazing. And I was like, God, don't look. Oh, that's, that's, I, I appreciate that Kayla, because I've been vegan since 2007 and I get all the fibers and I have not been constipated at all, but that's good to know. I was completely cleaned out. And on top of that, I was in labor for 37 hours. So I didn't even, and you can't eat. So I had nothing in my system and somehow there was poop in my colon that was just pushing out. Like it was I don't even know how long it was in there because clearly a long time. So it was probably smelly because it found a way to come out. Oh my God. Your honesty is brilliant. Oh, yep. This is public. I just. <laughs> okay, Kayla, what is one thing that you wish people would have told you about, by people, I mean us, obviously. What is one thing you wish people would have told you about the delivery and sort of postnatal care at the hospital. This is something that does not get talked about at all. And I, I will take this to the grave with me when you are pushing or tell it, it on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm telling it on the podcast. Nobody ever says when you push a baby out that it feels like it's coming out your butt. Everyone just talks about, Oh, it's a shooting a watermelon out of your vagina. Honestly, you don't even think about your vagina ripping. Cause all it feels like, you're laying there on the table and it's like this thing is pushing on your butthole and it feels like the most painful, awful poop you could ever take. And that's not talked about. And I wasn't prepared for that. And I'm someone that needs all the information and I didn't have that information. So I literally think I said three times cause you, you push. And then when you stop pushing, the baby kind of goes back in a little bit. So I told the nurse, I'm like, this feels like I'm prairie dogging it. And um, I was, Someone would have told me it feels like it's coming out your butt. <laughs> it's actually in the movie Friends with Kids. Is it in that movie? It is. It's when, um, oh, what's her name? Now John Hamm's ex-wife. But when they're having their baby, she's she's like, she's like pushing and she's like, I feel like it's coming out of my butt. And he grabs her hand and he goes, really? <laughs> but no, yeah. It's, it's 100% true. And you're so, you're in so much pain afterwards, but it doesn't, I don't know how to explain that. The amount of pain your body goes through it is crazy that you can go through that afterwards. So like when you feel like you get to a moment pushing that you're like, I need to give up because I got there. I told Jonathan, I was like, tag, you're it. I'm tagging you in. And it, it feels impossible. Did he like, start trying to poop? No, <laughs> but you can do it. Like, just like, like think about all the people that have given birth. Just know that going into it, that it is awful. And your body is amazing that it can go to. And then women do it over and over. So over and over. yeah, I'm already wanting another kid. It's yeah. like the amnesia. I was in labor with 
two, maybe three of mine, two of mine for sure for like 16 plus hours. And afterwards, I don't, I just don't remember any of it. It's like blacked out pain. You can't quite, you can't quite like wrap your head around it after the fact. I think it's like nature's way of ensuring that you have more kids. Right. I also, I just, I love that what you said on one of your podcasts, um, Jen, you said, um, like we instinctively know when our family is complete. Mm-hmm. I I've always that, believed that's, that. That's one of the coolest things I've ever heard because. Yeah. I think yeah. women kind of, and I mean men too, sure. But I've, I've always been of the mindset that like you only regret the kids you don't have, you know, it's like most healthy people don't sit around a dinner table and be like, God, I wish little, you know, Charlotte wasn't here. <laughs> But there are a lot of people that are like, I really wish I'd had Charlotte, you know, and, and didn't. And so I think that you just have this thing. It's like, you just know, it's like, this is a, this is my complete family. And I know even after holding Loxley, like I was like, nope, I'm good. I I feel good. I feel like this is my family. It's how it's supposed to be. And you know, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, what do we think? Is that, um, are there any more questions on here that you, because we actually have a ton more, but I think we maybe need to just do one of these episodes like quarterly or something. Because these questions that we're all asked are all kind of about childbirth and delivery in like the first, you know, couple months. So maybe we like pick up in a couple months and do like the next, the next batch. Will these stretch marks ever go away? I'm game. I'm game. <laughs> I loved hearing your questions, Hayden, Um, and I just adore you, and I can't wait to meet this little person that's going to be on the outside here pretty soon. And just thank you for sharing your thoughts and worries and all of that with us so that we can hopefully alleviate those for um, for people listening, because all this weird stuff and all the questions that come up are, you know, it's hard to remember what all of those are when you're not going through it. So yeah. thank you so much for, for sharing all of that today and being willing to come on with us and talk about all this stuff. Oh my gosh. I will say there's also a really good book that if you ever want just sort of like the dirty, it's called The Girlfriend's Guide to Pregnancy. Oh, that's a good one. It's like 15 years old, right? But it's written by this woman and it's like all the stuff that no one talks about. Um, but it's so and it's good. also lighthearted, whereas I feel like some of the pregnancy guides can be really scary and focus on things that can go wrong or things that you might be doing wrong or shouldn't do. That one's a really lighthearted guide that kind of, you know, takes the edge off of something that can be scary anyway, especially right. for the first time. So I think that's a really good book. And also, if you don't have my husband's book for the first like three months, I was going to say I'll, I'll send your husband one because that could be really helpful too for him. Well, and I was literally just going to say I've only bought Brent one book. I've bought myself like 20. I'm not even kidding. And it was before you all did this and it was your husband's book, Jen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, that I, awesome. I, I was like, wait. So random. Wait, like that's the only book that, and like I didn't do it because I knew, like, you know, I, he had Corey's stamp of approval. I did it. <laughs> it was like, first of all, the cover got me, and then like the first page, like when I like sampled it on Amazon, I was like, oh, I have this is this is perfection. And then I was like, Adrian's Jen's husband. How cool. (laughs) That's really sweet. I always feel like it's kind of our jobs as moms who've been there to like help other moms know what they can expect, not just from their families and their friends and their doctor, but their partner. Because, you know, it's like, if you don't know, if no one's communicating to like your husband, here's your role and this is what you should be doing. It's like, I mean, it's, 
it doesn't necessarily come instinctively to men sometimes, you know, or to anyone. I'm not being sexist for anyone out there, but it doesn't always come instinctively to every instinctively, instinctually to everybody. Oh, you know. One or the other of those is right. It works. Yeah. It does That's sound good. Works. I'm the one that makes up words all the time. So I feel like anybody listening has already <laughs> just assumed. Yeah, we have our own dictionary. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, again, if you have a mom fashion, if you have a question, if you just want to be like, hey, what's up? I had a nipple hair I pulled out too. <laughs> Hit us up at Hi My Name Is Mom official on Instagram, Facebook, and then like weird acronyms on the other things. Um, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, if you think this would be a cool podcast for a friend, please let them know. And uh, yeah, I don't. What are we doing next week, Jen? Screen time. Oh, is it Mom Village? I don't know what we're. I can look, but I'm not sure what it is. But it'll be. I don't a know that we've decided next week. Okay. Well, yeah. You know what? Whatever it is, it's going to be great. We said so ourselves. <laughs> okay. You guys have a great day. Hayden, you're awesome. Thank Thanks, you so Hayden. much. I love you.